Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to Grow My Grit Podcast. Our guest today is Joseph Yanicelli. Joseph has extensive experience in the financial services industry, serving as president and CEO for the Standard Life Insurance Company of Canada from January 2005 until February 2012. He also served as CEO of Banyan Healthcare Services and as a strategic and management consultant with the Canadian Public Pension Plan. Joseph has been recognized for several business achievements, including being named Top 5 Influential Business Leader in Quebec for four straight years, from 2009 to 2012. Joseph Yanicelli is currently the president of Play to Win Incorporated, a company that produced the indie film Crimson Sands that has won numerous Canadian and international awards. In addition, as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki healer, through a sub-brand, Body by Yoga, Mr. Yanicelli offers yoga instruction and Reiki healing. He is an executive and life coach, and now a published author. His new book, Unleash Your Best Self, Discover the Multiplier Effects to Your Success, has just been released. Welcome to Grow My Grit Podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Hayes. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Amazing. So we're going to do things a little differently because you have 24 grit words. We're just going to break things down for listeners and for me. Joseph, you listed growth, gutsy, and grounded as your G words. Which section of your new book shows us how a focus on growth has motivated you to take on challenges and stick with them? Okay, we're going to isolate the word growth. So essentially, the whole book is about growth. It's about being your best always at any moment in time. And if you are your best always, then it stands to reason that there's a constant growth Mm. in your evolution as a human being. So the whole book is about growth. And some of the concepts that that I talk about in the book are, you know, I talk about the multiplier effect. And we can get into these at some point if you wish. I talk about a concept I use often called killer cure. Mm. Uh, Appropriate for now, find the fault, Um, you know the decision-making process. So it's all designed, the whole book is designed to make you the best that you can be or give you op- opportunities to understand what they are, what, 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 what is there to make you the best that you can be. And it's right there in front of our noses. And if you're best always, then of course you're going to achieve the greatness that you, um, that you deserve. Fantastic. So essentially part of doing hard things or being able to take on challenges is always seeing the growth opportunity. I I think every single 
opportunity is a growth opportunity. It's if we view it as obstacles or hurdles of some sort mm -hmm. or challenges. I, I prefer challenges because challenges to me is the, the word itself implies an excitement of some sort. It's a challenge, you know. But if you look at something as an obstacle, I think you 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 approach it with a negativity that your subconscious mind sort of channels energy towards that, and it, it may not be your best um, state of mind to move towards a positive solution. So yeah, every opportunity, every minute of every day is an opportunity to learn. And it's not just learn something that, that, is, that will be you know, stored in your memory base. There's, you, can, you can walk around, you can smell something and learn something, you can hear something and learn something, you can read something and learn something. If you approach life with complete self-awareness, there's everything that you can learn from. You can, you can learn from a squirrel try, climbing climbing a tree you could just learn from just sitting here at this podcast mm -hmm. just chatting with you you know and chatting with our with our wonderful audience we can just learn something so there's always opportunity to constant constantly learn and grow amazing and what i like from your answer is that you've already identified that this sense of i'm not going to use the word obstacle i prefer the word challenge because that's an exciting thing which is a great segue to another question i had which section of the book showcases gutsy as a driving force behind your ability to navigate difficult situations and relationships. So I'm, I'm glad you chose that because I love the word gutsy. Like it's one of my favorite mm. words. I, I really do like it. it. It implies taking some risk. And I believe in taking risk. Now I will mitigate risk. Yes. I will understand risk mm -hmm. to the best of my ability. But I will still take risk. So being gutsy you cannot be your best self, in my opinion, if you're not gutsy and take some kind of risk. Because as you're navigating these difficult situations and relationships, you can't do it without taking some kind of risk. It's, it's, it's what you decide to say to someone. There's a risk to that. Uh, what you do, there's a, there's a decision-making process that probably involves some risks to that. Mm -hmm. And if you always gravitate towards uh, non-risky uh, uh, actions or thoughts, then at best, Hayes, you, you're going to be a very good average. Mm. You'll never be great because mm. you're always gravitating towards that safe middle. But it's where the, the excitement is outside of your comfort zone, outside of, of, of what you know and the confines and boundaries of your experience and your knowledge. The excitement lies elsewhere and it's outside of that and you have to take some risk by going there. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so gutsy to me is just being gutsy to do something. Like It, it evolves everywhere. Like you can be a, a first-time mom and, and, and how you deal with that, that's gutsy. You, you go into a, a, an interview. How do you prepare for that? There's a certain amount of risk in that preparation because you're guessing to a certain degree yep. what you need to do, what you need to wear, how mm -hmm. you need to look, how you need to sit, your posture, all that stuff, right? Yep. So there, there's a certain risk to it. So I... I Gutsy is at the literally at the heart of a lot of things uh, that I do, and and if you're se completely self-aware, present, you focus on your core strength, you make good what I call appropriate for now decisions, uh, and be gutsy. Mm -hmm. Okay, that will lead you to no regret decisions. I call them no regret decisions that are completely defensible mm -hmm. today, tomorrow, and you know, mm -hmm. in, in in ten years from now. And I think that's where 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 the excitement in life lies. 
I love it. And what I appreciate, I love, I love a lot of things. I say this every episode. I love a lot of things. But what I take away from your answer is that the ability to be gutsy is a function of your research, of your asking questions, of your getting a sense of the calculated opportunities in that same step you're taking forward. So you've essentially alluded to the fact that the base you're creating or the foundation or the grounding is equally important. So I'd love to kind of spin that off and say, where in the book can we read about the ways that being grounded helped you get to the other side of an obstacle or something along your path? Ground, that's another word that I like, by Mm -hmm. the way, grounded. Mm -hmm. Um, Being grounded, to me, it means that that your mind and your body are present at the same place Mm. at the same time. See, our body has to be somewhere always. Our mind doesn't have to be. But when they're together, Mm. that's again when magic happens because that's when you're completely present and and you're in sync. Mm -hmm. And and it should be. I don't believe in being present always. I really don't. I think there's a a function to not being present. Mm -hmm. There's a healthy healthiness to that. Uh, But that's what, what, what I think you know, being grounded is. So, so if you focus on and understand your strengths and your weaknesses, I approach, with that in, in mind, I approach each challenge with a, a sense of, of curiosity and a sense of not knowing. Mm-hmm. And I did this in the corporate world um, when, when I went into I, actually, I wish I had read my own book mm. before I got into the corporate world because I, I think I would have been a better CEO because mm. of it. Before, I would approach meetings with what I know. You know, I would go in, usually chair meetings, and I would say, okay, this is what I want the outcome to be. Mm-hmm. This is how I want to influence whoever's in the meeting mm-hmm. and then drive to, to where I want to go. I think, and, and, and if I did that, when, when I did that, I went in with, again, the boundaries of what I know, my experience what I wanted the outcome to be. And yet now I realize that what I know should be shared with them and I have access to what they know. And that could be in a corporate environment, it could be a team, it could be a family, it could be you know, in, in a partner relationship. You should be able to, to share what each other mm-hmm. knows. So if you go into any situation with an open mind, with I don't know a lot more than I do know, yep. You take in as much information as you can with an eye to observe, not to look. Take that, filter it through your experience, your education, and maybe your intuition, whatever else, and then make conclusions and then decide on actions and words. And if you do that, you're grounded because you're you're, you're focusing on your core strengths and Mm -hmm. and feet on the ground. Then you'll make plenty of uh, exceptional decisions and every decision in your life will result in in your current karma. Mm. Tell me a little bit about how you define karma. Karma. Oh, okay, that's a good question. Um, I get asked this a lot. So so karma to me means we are here today in this very moment, mm-hmm. all of us, our listeners, you, me, mm-hmm. as a consequence of every single decision that we've made in our lives to date. Every single decision has led us to this moment in time today, Mm -hmm. okay? We make approximately 32,000 decisions per day, Mm. most subconsciously, most subconsciously. Mm -hmm. So it stands to reason for me that if your decision-making process 
is solid and it combines education, experience, uh, you know, again, intuition, uh, whatever thought, pro- thought process you have. And, and each of us have a different mix of that, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Those, those are the core, but like an actuary would have or a mathematician would have, you know, greater emphasis on facts and we're a marketing person, greater emphasis on intuition, but the core is still there. So if you have a solid decision-making process, you will make more often than not good decisions, which means your karma will continue to improve moving forward because you're a function your karma is a function of each decision, mm-hmm. which means that's how, as we talk about in the book, that's how you can, uh, some of the process to unleash your best self, the decision-making process and how you make decisions and what type of decisions you make will determine how great you're going to be moving forward. And- very powerful and very well-rounded in that vision of you are coming based on experiences and decisions and you are the recipient of other people's experience and decisions. And so the best opportunity is to see that collaboration, that infinite possibility, that infinite interaction of possibilities based on everyone coming from what they've known, what they've chosen, as well as opening and being present to what they don't know. Yes, that, 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 that's exactly right. And I, I think we're, we're too society is too hung up on information is power. So I hoard information. Um, I think the power is access to all information and what you do with it. Mm-hmm. So, so the key isn't to hide information from someone. The mm-hmm. key is to gather and give as much information as you can. And then the filtering process that you will have will determine the power that you have. Because yes. if you have proper filters yep. to filter what's important for you at that moment in time to make that appropriate decision... Then that's how you will you will um, make again good decisions moving forward. That's where the power lies. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the the visual. The listeners can't see our hands moving and creating space and capturing energy. But what I feel from you is that there's a storyteller element to you. And I actually have a question tied to the back of your book because on the back cover of your new book it says, "In a fast-paced, natural storytelling style." Joseph Yanicelli draws on his personal and professional experience to guide you through a journey of self-discovery and self-mastery so you can unleash your maximum potential as a human being. So my question for you, Joseph, is are you able to weave all six of your I words together and tell us a story of how your book came to be in spite of all the hurdles and detours you encountered along the way? The, the first thing, um, Hayes, is this was a COVID book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if I would have written this book if we didn't have that sort of initial break where the world stopped. Mm. Interesting aside, though, uh, for, for, the world stopped, right? So the world stopped for humans. It's interesting how uh, every other species thrived mm-hmm. while the humans paused. Uh, there, there was, you know, forests were rejuvenated, water was cleaner, the air was cleaner. They found fish in, in, in the canals of Venice again yes, coming yes, back. Yes. It was interesting. So it, it led me to think that we, we really don't need to change the world. We need to leave it alone. Mm. And it'll take care of itself. It's, mm. it's a lot smarter than we give it credit for. Nature. Um, I think if you leave nature alone, it will, it will come back. Mm-hmm. It really, really will. So mm-hmm. that 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 that's probably another 
podcast at yes, some point in time. Indeed. But let, let's get back. Let's get back on track, <laughs> if possible. Like I was telling you, I, I try not to use the word you know hurdles and obstacles. Mm-hmm. I think challenge is such a a big thing. Yep. So the I words. All right. So, so let me explain it this way. I view my life not as a novel, but a, a series of short stories. People, people mm. kind of look at their lives as a novel. Mm. And I look at it as a series of short stories. And once that story or a particular story is finished, uh, we turn the page and start over. And that's how I went from CEO to actor, producer, yoga instructor, and mm-hmm. Reiki, you know, things that we talked about earlier or you talked about earlier, kind enough to, in the introduction. So every new challenge for me has an exponential learning curve. And writing my book was on the list of things to do. Mm. And Hayes, you're, you're a lot long, younger than me. And let me, <laughs> let me give you and actually all of our, our audience some advice. The older you get, the bigger the things to do you want, the bigger that list gets, mm. the, but, but the shorter the time frame to get them done. Right. There's some things now, I'm 61 years old, there's some things now that I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do because the runway might mm. take a little bit longer. So any advice I would have to anyone out there is start early, as early as you can. Yes. If, if there's things that you want to do in your life, I know one hour for a 20-year-old means nothing. One hour for an 80-year-old is a lot, mm-hmm. all right? Think of time as mm-hmm. currency. And, and yes, you need to you know, make money and live and all that stuff. But if you sort of also think about, is this worth one hour of my life, not mm. just you know, the, 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 the wage that I will be paid as part of your calculus, then that also feeds into unleashing your best self because you're doing what you love and you're mm-hmm. passionate about earlier yes. and you will have more time to do more of it because yes. we're so capable of it. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to the words. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I kind of strayed like, as Always I usually do when I talk. Nope. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's a series of short stories. So the book is important to me and important is, is the first, um, well, no, I think it was, was it important? No, I think it was intuition was the first one. So my intuition told me that I should write my book now. Because mm. during that pause, I had time. Yeah. So, so that was intuition. The, the, the second word is important. And the book is important to me because I really do believe that it's timely. I think that now, Hayes, more than ever, we need to unleash our best self in order to navigate the increasingly complex and integrated world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems that we need to be at our best always to yeah. thrive. Like you need a 90, 92 to get into university these days. You need mm-hmm. to, you know, fight two, 300 applicants to get mm-hmm. a job these days. It's harder these days. So you need to be at your best always. So I think the book is, is timely. And, 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 and part of it, you know, I kind of weave a spiritual element throughout mm-hmm. the book. It's a leadership book. It's also a self-help book. You mm-hmm. know, it helps you in your, in your work environment and your home and, mm-hmm. and relationships. I'm, I'm also trying to pull people away from, from finding happiness through external means, whether it's recreational, non-recreational pharmaceuticals, whether it's some kind of self-medication, um, self-soothing, self-something. Self I, mm-hmm. I just try to stay away from that because I think we can do it ourselves. So I think the, the book is important. I want it to be innovative. Mm. It's another word that, that's on the list because I didn't want it to be just another leadership or self-help book. Uh, I wanted it to be a, a, an easy and casual read, mm-hmm. like just anybody could read it based on real life stories. These are not made up things. I think the, the, the greatest experience that you can have is actually going through it. Like mm-hmm. I could read about the Amazon forest, mm-hmm. 
and, and, and I can read about someone's interpretation of the Amazon forest, but it's a different experience, a real experience. That's the real uh, thing when you go to the Amazon mm-hmm. and you experience it, you touch it, you feel it, you smell it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so these are real life stories that happened and, I, and, and I'm hoping that they can resonate with any age and uh, any life stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and most importantly, Hayes, I didn't want to tell people what to do and I'll explain that. I've read a lot of self-help, well, mostly leadership books mm-hmm. and a lot of them kind of tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. They kind of, this is the, the best structure or this is the best approach. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I have the right to tell anybody what to do. Mm-hmm. What I do have a responsibility is to try to help people understand what they can do in their unique circumstance to be the best that they can be. But I don't have the right to tell you. Just like I don't have the right to want more for you than you want yourself. Yes. Yep. But, I, but I can tell you what yep. you can do, and then you decide. Yes. So that's what uh, the book is about. That, that was sort of the innovative part. The, on the intellectual level, again, I wanted it to appeal to as broad an audience as I could, because I really do believe that someone, anyone, will pick something from that book and find it useful. I've had current and former CEOs re- read the book and phone me and say, or, 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 or tell me, they learned something from it, or it refreshed their, mm-hmm. their memory of something. I've had uh, recent graduates say, wow, this is a great thing. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm learning about some of this stuff now before I get in. Yes. And to me, that's the excitement. I'm not, mm-hmm. it's, it's something for everybody. And that, yep. on the intellectual level. Mm-hmm. Inclusivity, that was the last one. My whole life has been being part of this one team called life. I think, I, you know, with, with my family, I'm a team, with my work Family, I'm a team. We're a team together right mm-hmm. now. So to me, being inclusive just means being one of many. Mm-hmm. And I've always tried to incorporate everyone into, uh, in, into my life because I really do believe that you can learn something from not just everyone, but every living thing. Mm-hmm. That is super powerful and super, um, I want to say enlightening, but I can't think of an I word that captured that. So I'm going to say super enlightening. And then for listeners, just in case you missed them all, Joseph's I words are intuition, information, importance, innovative, intellectual, and inclusive. And now looking at our T words, because again, T was the biggest chunk for you. So you had eight T words. You had tenacity, truth, teamwork, tailored, tactful, tough, thoughtful, and tolerant. I would love to know which two or three of those words form the foundation of your extensive career in the financial services industry, specifically at Standard Life. Yeah. Okay. So I got to choose. Okay. If we're going to sp- okay, if we're going to target Standard Life, I think the three that would probably come to mind out of all of them would would be tenacity, teamwork, and and probably tough. Mm. I wanted to be. CEO from the day I was hired as a salesperson. <gasps> that was the plan. Mm. I, I just wanted to be CEO. And that's a few levels up. That's not just jumping to, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you got to go manager, VP, senior VP, and you know, mm. all that, all that, all that stuff. But that was, that was the plan. And, um, you know, I had that kind of tenacity and that kind of focus. And one of the chapters in the book is strictly on focus. Mm. And one of the laws of attraction is is law of focus and i really do believe that's that's one of the most 
sorry, one of the laws of karma, laws yeah. of karma, not attra- law of attraction is a separate law. Yes. But the laws of karma, one of the laws of karma is um, mm-hmm. is a law of focus. And to me, that's one of the most powerful laws because if you focus on something, clearly focus on something, everything you do and all the energy that you have subconsciously and consciously will focus mm-hmm. on that, achieving that goal. Mm-hmm. Where some people... I'm straying a little bit now, and you I apologize. You are perfectly in line. So, so where some people, I think, um, um, need to understand is they look at the end goal first. See, if I looked at being president first, like solely, yeah, I could be as tenacious as I want. I ain't mm-hmm. getting that job. I, I just, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had a focus on getting there. But I worked on the process mm-hmm. to get there. And people these days, I think some, are trying to jump over the process. They're not patient. Nobody's patient anymore. Mm. Nobody's patient anymore. You need to be patient with the process. You have to put it out there, do the right things, and then everything will line up properly if you have the right karma and if you have the right energy focused on it. So so to me, I'll take an analogy of a, I use this all the time when, when I coach, of, of a garden. If you, I'm a big gardener. Mm-hmm. Like I have, literally, I have 80 tomato plants growing <laughs> in my basement right now, and 20 hot pepper plants. So no if you want any, let me know. Okay. They're about they're about six inches high, and they're were anyways. So so I if I want a wonderful crop of fresh tomatoes at the end of the growing season, that's my goal. That's my focus, yeah. right? I don't worry about the tomato. I don't. I worry about the soil. Mm. I worry about the fertilizer, the sunlight, mm. the water. Mm. Tomato will come. Mm-hmm. So, so, so presidency will come yes. if I work on being the best salesperson, yes. the best manager, the yes. best VP, the yes. best senior VP I can, mm-hmm. president will come. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that was the tenacity, but, but I wanted to outline the, sort of the focus that's required yes. to, to, to get there. That's right. Teamwork, hey, we all get by with a little help with our friends. There's mm-hmm. no way you can, anyone can do anything or unleash their best self if they're working strictly for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it just can't happen. So as a salesperson, I needed a great team with me mm-hmm. to help me achieve the sales targets. When I, when I ran the sales office as a manager, I needed a great team underneath me to prop me up. Same as a VP. Same as, I needed great teams everywhere to help me. And there, there's no way uh, that would happen without me. The toughness part was interesting because I, I had challenges, not obstacles, mm-hmm. um, along the way because... I was always the youngest okay. of every position. So I was the youngest, to my knowledge, I was the youngest manager mm-hmm. uh, at Standard Life. I was the youngest VP Ooh. Um, or close to it. Maybe there was one mm-hmm. person younger, but I was, I was one of the youngest senior VPs hired and I was absolutely the youngest president at 42 hired. Mm. And I was a non-actuary or accountant, which in the, in the insurance industry, usually that's why I'm a marketing guy. Yes. And I was a, an Anglophone in Quebec. So I'm proud of that because Absolutely. there's some things there that had to be overcome besides the fact that you had to do a great job. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the toughness came in because sometimes it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, you had to take a little step back to, to take two forward. Yep. So th- those were the three words those I think that three. I would describe that. Amazing. And what I'm pulling right away from your story in terms of your T words is that recognizing that the outcome is very, 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 very clear, but the how is the 
not always so clear until you start to see steps. So a couple of guests have alluded to this, but I really liked how you pulled that this, the journey toward said outcome is a series of steps, whether you even thought all the steps through, maybe step one and two are crystal clear and you're not quite sure what three to six will look like, but less interest in the final step and really attending to who is at step one with you, who is on the team, where in that team is there information about the next step? So being receptive as much as you are being intentional, um, that's what I kind of heard in your your story. And that's absolutely correct. And that's what Unleash Your Best Self is all about. Because if you understand what it takes to be your best at mm-hmm. any given moment in yes. time, yep. then all the steps are going to be natural consequences mm-hmm. of that state that you're in. Mm. So the process will take care of itself. Yes. Hence the consequence, the ultimate consequence will be what you have focused on. It, the presidency in this case, a certain job in this case, if you want to, um, um, you know, maybe a, a certain job for sure would be a good one, but maybe a, something in a, in a relationship, in a partnership that you want mm-hmm. resolved. Um, you know, the process to get there is a function of, I think, being your best self at all times. So you don't even have to worry about the next steps yeah. if you are your best self at all times. That's what I call the multiplier effects. And the, and the multiplier effect is a big one in, 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 in my book, mm-hmm. along with the other ones that we talked about. But the multiplier effect, it, 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 the basic, can I define, is that? Absolutely, a, yes, please. So, so what I try to get people aware of is that at any given second in their lives, there's things that they can do to make that second and minute, and hour, et cetera, better. Mm. We just either think of the big ones or we just don't think of all the possibilities. And this is why, where I try to say, think of everything, try to get to everyone, just try to broaden what, 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 what your sense of, uh, approach it with a sense of curiosity, that's probably a better word. Just mm. what, what, I'm curious as to what else I can do. So it, a, a great example, uh, uh, we're sitting right here and we're, and we're doing this podcast. If we thought, okay, what could make this podcast better for us yep. and for our audience? Maybe it's seating position. Maybe it's posture. Maybe it's this chair that we use. Maybe it's a microphone. Mm. Maybe it's the support that we get. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's it's having a bottle of water beside us. Maybe it's having, I don't know, maybe you have a writing instrument that you want, yeah. to, you want to use. These are all things that you can scan to make yeah. this moment better. The other side, our audience. Okay, what can make their experience mm-hmm. of listening to this podcast better? Um, uh, is there noise in the background? Are, are they watching television while they're listening to this? Are they in their car? Mm-hmm. Are they walking their dog? Like, is there something they can do that would make that experience better and retain the information better? Mm-hmm. There is. I guarantee you, yep. there's hundreds and hundreds of things. We just don't think about them. Yep. So if you do a quick scan mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. then you're going to make this experience, this moment in time better. Yeah. Because there are things that are, that's why I can't tell you what they are. I can tell you what they, what they were for me yes. in, in my book. Yep. I can't tell you what they're going to be for mm-hmm. me because I don't know. Yep. When I walk out this door and get into my car, I'm going to scan, okay, what, what, how can I make this better? Yes. You know, this route that I go home, this yes. radio station, whatever it happens to be. So, so these are all multiplier effects that are bespoke that can help you be your best. Mm-hmm. And, and that's key, I think, to always getting what you ultimately want mm-hmm. and not be too hung up on the process because it'll take care of itself. Yeah. So much to pull from that. What I'm particularly garnered is that idea of two things. One is really 
getting out of your own way, essentially unleashing your best self. An integral part of that is getting out of your own way. So being present to what is happening, what is available right now, less about what you want to see happen. I I really hear that as getting out of your own way. And then something else you spoke to in terms of scanning the environment and being present is setting yourself up for success. So if you believe in the concept of a best self, which is very articulate and very well laid out in your book, your responsibility to your best self is to continuously set yourself up for success. And I really pulled that from your last answer. Absolutely. And and Hayes, you are the only person that you will have a lifelong relationship with. Mm. That Nobody else. You can have a 50-year relationship with someone, but you are the only person, our audience, each one of them are the only people that will have a life. Make it the best you can be every single minute. And the beauty of, of, of being human and the tragedy, in, in a sense, is we have a limited number of minutes mm-hmm. and we don't know what they are. Yeah. And you either take that as a negative or you take that as a positive. Mm-hmm. Because if I do not know, then it makes this moment more special yes. than if I do know. Yes. And when I was 20, I didn't care because yeah. I, 30, 40, 50 years old, meant I don't, yeah. so what? far into the future, right? <laughs> but now that you're, you know, 30, 40 years seems like a lot. It's not a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's not a lot, especially, okay, if you are, and I talk about this in the book, if you, the difference between happy and, uh, and joyful. If you are, for the most part, happy and joyful, your life, your life, Hayes, will pass by in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Think about when you're having fun or a good time, you know, you think, yes. oh my God, like three hours passed already. We, like we had dinner with friends mm-hmm. or you went to a club or you, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Wow. I can't believe that just happened, right? Yes. If you are not having a good time, one minute is 10 hours. Mm-hmm. You're, you're 100. If, let's assume we're all going to live to be 100, hopefully. That 100 years is going to seem like a 1,000 if you're not happy or joyful. Mm-hmm. It's going to seem like 10 minutes yes. if you are. <laughs> so why wouldn't I do everything possible yeah. to, to be in a state of happiness and joyfulness? And that's what the book, that's what I'm telling people. If you're always unleashing your best self, you're always working on being your best, you're going to be happy and joyful. Yeah. And your, your life is going to pass by fast, which is a good thing. Yes, yep. And what I fu- I'm pulling from that energetic response is this reminder that kids are really, really good at doing exactly what you're describing in terms of finding the energy and choosing their passions. And time will fly by when you're young because you're consistently approaching the joy. You're approaching the hard things, but also making time for fun. And that makes me wonder, looking at your ability to look back in time now, as well as look ahead, you've got seven R words. They are reality, remember, read, responsible, reputable, Reiki, and radio. Now, using those words as your guide, what kind of encouragement would you give to your grandchildren when they're old enough to start coming to you for advice on how to do hard things? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, this, this is, I, I just became a grandfather, as, mm-hmm. as, as you know, and it, it's, it, you know, it's the best feeling in the world. Like it, it really, it's just that natural cycle of life that happens, next hopefully. It's just, it just, step. it's just really amazing feeling. Mm. So, and it just, it just changes your view on things. And, and you know what it does for me mostly, or there, there's a lot of things that it did for me, but as concerned as I was about leaving this place better when I'm transition. Yes. 
who am I doing it for? Right? Yes, I'm doing it for everyone else that comes behind me, but then on a on a more micro level, I'm also doing it for my family. Yes. And why would I be arrogant or selfish enough to think that this works for me and who cares when I'm not here? Because if that was the same attitude that our ancestors and mm-hmm. all of humanity had, mm-hmm. You know, thousands of years ago, we may not be here. Mm-hmm. So, so I really get angry when, when, when I when I hear or see people or politicians or companies that that kind of have this such a short term view because sh- this short term is getting shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. It's not a hundred years away anymore. It's not two hundred years away. Yeah, my granddaughter is five months old. Yeah, she's going to be one hundred in one hundred <laughs> years. <laughs> Right. Yes. So, so I need to I need to focus on that. So, yes. Again, I strayed, and I apologize. No, you just you're absolutely in the right place. What um, does she need to know from you? <laughs> so, so I I don't know if I can weave them all in, but but generally, yes, I would just tell her, and hopefully, there's more to come. Yes, of grandkids <laughs> that you got to be your best at all times, mm-hmm. no matter how big. And this is probably an important lesson. No, no matter how big or how small the task is, mm. you cannot decide because once you start to decide there's a little slippery slope there you know if you have to sweep the floor be the best floor sweeper at that moment yes be joyful doing it even if your mind wanders while you're doing it that's okay yes you don't have to be present sweeping the floor yes. necessarily yes but just be the best you can be. and if you have that attitude and you trust the process yes the universe is going to give you all of the abundance that you deserve. Mm-hmm. The universe is a big place. Yes. And it has a lot of things in it. Okay. <laughs> and you have access to all of it. And if you, if you do that, I think you're going to thrive in, in, in this world. And you're going to make a difference mm-hmm. in this world. And, and, and that's another key is you want to live a life that makes a difference to everyone around you, every living thing around you. Yeah. So if you're kind to a tree or kind to a pet, you are making a difference yeah. in their lives. Yeah. And and you I love the word responsibility because it to me it's like ability to respond. So yes. we 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 have to respond if we have the ability to respond. And if we do so, then we will leave the place this place better mm-hmm. than it was if we had not been here. And if everybody thinks that way, going to be a hell of a place in about 100 years, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, you know, good enough is never good enough. Be your best yeah. always. And, and, and I think let, let everything fall into place because it will. Amazing. And again, I'm always hearing more than necessarily what was said, but that's my, my, my jam. And what you've essentially offered up to your grandkids and to listeners and to me is that ability to look forward as much as you are acting in the moment, it's the ripple effect, it's the butterfly effect, depending on what your kind of beliefs are, but your advice to your granddaughter and upcoming grandchildren is that sense of responsibility to be part of a bigger picture, that everything we're doing now, we can learn from each other. So how I do hard things, how I see challenges, you may have different challenges, but to your point, that attitude of what I offer in this moment is going to be offered to a future moment through you seems like an important power that as your granddaughter, I get to hear how you did things and I get to do those things, model what my grandfather did, what my ex insert family member here. But you've put this, this, um, you've put everyone, there's a, a lineage almost. There's this tradition of navigating challenging situations that I've heard of, and I'm going to continue to execute. 
Yeah, 100%. My, my dad was very clear when he, we're, I'm son of an immigrant, mm-hmm. immigrant family, and when he came here, there's a story in the book called You Don't Want These Hands, and um, he said, I did not come to this country so you can be me. Mm. He just, he said no. He had hands of stone and, and, mm. and paint and concrete, and he was a you know, grade three education, came yep. to this country for a better life, not for him, probably a little bit for him, yes. but mostly... For me, yes, and 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 he did his best with yeah. what he had, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a lot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but he had the right things, yeah, the right things to 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 build a home and and to and to and to create a family and to and to give opportunities and and in my case, he died, you know, in 1988, he died way too young for mm-hmm. me. I was 26, but I'll tell you, I still hear his words. I hear his words, mm-hmm. he talks to me, yep. and even now, <laughs> Hayes, this is crazy, but even now, if I'm doing something, I'll stop, and I'll say, if I do this, my dad's going to slap me silly in bed tonight. <laughs> he's going to come, and he's going to say, what the heck did you just do or say to that person? Yes. So it stops me. Yes. It stops me, and it's, mm. it's, it's really interesting. So, so yeah, I, I, think, I think that whole dynamic is important, but you got to throw yourself out there. you got to put yourself out there. Yes. To be that vulnerable, to yeah. to open up and to give and to receive and to integrate and yes. and 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 that's that's how you have fun in life and that's how you be your best self and that's the party that is essentially doing hard things where it's how you look at it and what you make it to be and what you're bringing to the situation. What I've taken from so much of this conversation is that what you are bringing is equally important to what's coming and having a true understanding of what you're bringing because in the same way that my book is very much. Get a sense of what you're already doing, label it as such, and continue. You're saying, recognize your potential, unleash your potential, which is your best self, and spread it, <laughs> distribute it, bring it, make it available. To, to, to everyone, because you have something that's important to mm-hmm. contribute. Mm-hmm. And it could be, again, you can help an ant overcome a hill, or you can help someone give birth on the highway because they need help. It, you're helping. Yes, you're contributing positively, and and hard. This, we, yeah, the, this word hard. This is another interesting word for me. We mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, every time I coach someone and 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 they talk about things that they're going through, I always ask them a question: What's the worst case scenario? What is the absolute worst thing that can happen? Like, go there. Yeah. Tell me what it yes. is. It's it's rarely. Death, like, yeah. like it, that, to me, that would be the absolute mm-hmm. worst case scenario, right? Yeah. And it's rarely that. Yeah. So if it's rarely that, you can probably get through it. Yes. <laughs> you can, you're smart enough yep. to figure it out. Yep. Or if not, you have access mm-hmm. to things that are available to help you figure it out. Mm-hmm. So don't blow it up. The mind is an incredible thing. Hayes, the mind, okay? Yes. It, it has the ability to add and multiply. Mm-hmm. Cannot subtract cannot divide so we take something we put it in our mind we add it to it we multiply it we make it bigger than it is usually we we and we can't take it away we can't say don't think of a dog what are you doing you're thinking of a dog Mm -hmm. you can't unsee things you can't Mm -hmm. take away Mm -hmm. so 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 understand that so when you get into a situation that you think is catastrophic Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe most of the time it's your mind that has done that. Because if you step back and say, what's the worst case? So I don't get the job. Yeah. 
What's the worst case? I look for another one. Mm -hmm. I tweak my resume. I maybe take a course. Yep. There are things that I, that can multiply my opportunities for success next time. Yes. I look at it as an opportunity to learn. Yes, it's not catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if we think in those terms, again, we become our best self, mm -hmm. and that's a lot of things to tell my grandkids, eh? It's a lot of things, but you've got a lot of time. You're going to have Sunday dinners with grandpa. Here's a little more. Here's a little more. And I love that. That's an amazing segue to another thought I've had, because you have more grit words than any grit is in I've ever encountered. So yes, it will take you at least two years to communicate to each grandchild. And I would love to know, looking back at our conversation and all the answers you've shared so far... Are you seeing any overlap in your words? If you were to go back, are there any G, R, I, or T words that you take out from your list? Or is 24 the final tally for points on your grit compass? <laughs> Hayes, I had to cut it down. Mm. Mm. I, I did. I had, I had more. And, and I thought, you know, um, because so much applies. Like, like, like let's take uh, R, okay? I, I have radio in R. Yes. I don't know how many people would have radio in R. Doesn't I don't know. Matter. Okay, Doesn't matter. It's your but word. for me, that is one of my biggest multiplier effects. Mm. I use music, and music doesn't start with an R. That's why I had to use radio <laughs> um, to get me in the mood that I want to be in, Brilliant. not necessarily the mood I'm in. Yes, I use different music to take me somewhere. Yes, mentally. So if I want to prepare for an exam, I have a genre of music that I play to get me at that state. Mm where I can focus on that. If I am sensing a state of, uh, of, um, of unease or imbalance, yeah. I have another set of genres or artists sometimes yeah. that I go to that always mm. makes me happy, always brings me back, mm. always makes me happy, right? Just yeah. sometimes I think, you know, anything, I just go there. So that's why radio was important to me. Yeah. So, so to me, why would I limit myself to any word in the dictionary? Mm -hmm. Because they would all apply it somewhere or another. The only way I would limit is when asked, narrow it down to three words, Joseph, yes. and maybe you can do that. And I get yeah. it. I get the focus. I yeah. get the, you know, we need to do that. But the initial yes. scan is I have access to all these words. Yes. And one way or another, they apply. Mm -hmm. So. I love it. 24 is the final tally. Yeah. I appreciate your candor. I love your honesty. I love your openness. I love your willingness to have been part of this conversation. I truly encourage all listeners to go out and get your copy of Unleash Your Best Self, Discover the Multiplier Effects to Your Success by Joseph Iannicelli. Yeah, it's available on uh, Amazon now. Yeah, just go on Amazon Books and that's mm -hmm. where it is. It's, it's really... And I encourage everybody to write a book, by the way, because it's in you yes. to write. Everyone has a story. Yeah. doesn't matter who reads it. You have a story. You should write it down. One of the coolest things that happened to me, and it's happened to you because I've seen some of your reviews, Hayes, is it affects people. It moves them in a way, and it could be timing. I don't believe in coincidence, mm -hmm. but it just could be someone in the right mood at the right time picks it up, reads a specific chapter, and something is telling them to read yes. this paragraph in this chapter, and it's a trigger for them to yeah. just change. And I've seen it happen, mm -hmm. and that to me is one of the coolest things um, about, about writing something like this and, 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 and you know, doing what you're doing, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that has to be satisfying to you, wouldn't it? Beyond, beyond. And that's the element of really just being able to connect in ways that I will never be able to meet everybody on earth, but if I can create a book and a framework that is available to your point, it is something I want. 
And where else can people find you? They can purchase your book on Amazon. Where are you online? Where are you on social media? So so my socials, it's um, a few ways. Just Joseph Yannicelli on Facebook. You can find me there. Um, I have Body by Yoga on Facebook as well as Instagram. I have Yannicelli 6 on Instagram. I have Unleash Your Best Self on Instagram and, uh, and Facebook as well. So just look me up. You'll find you probably if you Google me, probably you'll find some <laughs> stuff on there too. Probably from my past, but you'll find some stuff there. <laughs> Amazing, Joseph Yanicelli. I am so grateful that you made time for this podcast. I have learned multiple ways to grow my grit as a result of your approach to grit, and I appreciate all the time you've spent. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I am so thankful for being here. Thank you so much, and and mostly thank you for doing what you're doing. I think you're you're helping a lot of people and. Um, you know, I commend you for that. That's an amazing thing that you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank I- you, listeners. Grow My Grit podcast, hosted by Hayes Shepmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at Grow My Grit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review, take a screenshot of the homepage and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.